0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Gibron Jones had big plans for an industrial kitchen in North St. Louis. The kitchen is in the city's Van de Venner neighborhood, just north of Delmar. And his plan was to open a food production incubation space there, the North Sarah Food Hub. He wanted to help St. Louisans start food based businesses and bring healthier options to their neighbors. Jones got his city permits finalized in March. Well, then COVID 19 shut the city down. But he found himself making a very Unusual Pivot. And he's here today to describe what happened and, and what comes next for this innovative food hub. So Jibran Jones, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: You've been working on getting this North Sarah food hub open as an incubator for more than a year. What do you mean by an incubator? What will you be doing there?
1: So the goal is um, really to uh, create a space for people to come and make their own meals. We have a shared use kitchen component. Uh, we also have a culinary program that's Part of the Department of Labor uh, apprenticeship, so we have a, a Department of Labor apprenticeship program for a culinary school, uh, and the idea is to uh, create a way to uh, provide economic opportunity for people by helping them create food businesses, and then help giving them a space to launch those businesses, along with the training, uh, professional expertise that they need, as well as a component that uh, will allow them. To sell uh, to a market, so we'll have our own. We'll have our own market where we will purchase. Uh, it's a co-op market, but we'll purchase directly from those people that make their own meals.
0: So this sounds like a great idea. I mean, just all these functions under one roof. But when did you realize? Oh wait, never mind. That we have our permits. We actually can't open after all.
1: Uh, that actually happened once. I kind of knew something was going to happen with, with COVID. Um, I didn't know exactly what. And I got a call from one of our board members, um, Ru Yawich, who owns the Gramophone. And he expressed that the city uh, was going to be going on shutdown, mm-hmm. and lockdown pretty much. And so he told me that I should probably purchase as much food as I can within the next day. And that we'll probably most likely have to be making meals for people to prevent them from going out. Uh, especially seniors and, and people in, in the city to prevent them from going out trying to get, go and get them, their meals and prevent spreading, uh, spreading COVID.
0: And boy, when he said you were going to have to prepare some meals, he wasn't kidding. Um, you have prepared an unbelievable amount of meals. And this all ended up going um, for families who'd normally get the free and reduced lunches from the St. Louis public schools. How many of those ended up being prepared at, at what you had envisioned as a food incubator?
1: Uh, so we we started out the first at about thirty uh, three hundred meals, which were surprising. I didn't know we were capable of doing that many meals, yeah. but uh, but we did thirty three hundred meals. Uh, it was going mainly to St. Louis public school students, but then we eventually uh, expanded out and started providing meals to homebound uh, seniors. and so as of march twenty second till now, uh, we produce about fifty-five thousand six hundred uh, six hundred meals. Fifty-five
0: thousand six hundred—that's amazing. And you're doing this all during this period of shutdown. How were you able to keep people in the kitchen safe, making that many meals when when most people weren't wanting to get anywhere close to their coworkers?
1: Yes. Uh, so we we've issued and put in place uh, specific protocols. Um, we, take temper- we do temperature checks when uh, when you first enter the building. You have to wear gloves. You have to wear masks um, at all times when you're in there. Uh, the kitchen staff, uh, whenever they're in the kitchen, there's constant uh, every, you know, every 30 minutes hand-washing, um, constantly replacing our gloves, and just really just trying to put measures in where we're not um, allowing too many people into the kitchen. So we had a clear staff of, of a handful of people that we allowed into the kitchen so it was 12 individuals and then whenever whenever those individuals left the agreement was they just go home mm-hmm. right there's no they're not going out to parties COVID parties or anything <laughs> like that you know they're just basically going home and they're coming back because we expressed to them that the importance of the mission and what, what it is that we were doing is to make sure that people were able to eat and if any of us become sick then it, it it affects our mission. Hmm. So,
0: that's some yeah. great buy-in you got there. And that's, I mean, that's just amazing to think of all these people working together for this this goal.
1: Yeah, I, I would say, you know, it, I would, we have a really, really great team of professional uh, individuals. Um, Gerard Kraft from Nice Food Group, uh, all of his staff, um, they were uh, furloughed and so, we basically brought them on and we were able to provide them uh stipends to kind of keep keep them uh going when um when all of his restaurants shut down and so that actually allowed them to be able to you know continuously pay bills uh during the time of of shutdown and everything like that so hmm. it really helped helped them out a lot and uh they you know he has a really professional team uh everyone on his i've seen his kitchens and work hmm. It's like clockwork you know so he's he's uh you know, he's, he's rated the best chef in the Midwest, you know, for a number of reasons, and that's one of them.
0: Yeah. Well, so you did this remarkable pivot, 55,000 meals later. Are you just itching to get back to this idea that you started with, the North Sarah Food Hub?
1: Yes. Yeah. So we are slowly getting back to that. Um, we will be launching our, our grocery delivery component, um, and that's going to launch in the first week of September. So we'll be delivering, uh, people can order the uh, groceries online uh, from our, our website, Um, uh, and then they'll be able to purchase different, different uh, bins. So we'll have a standard bin where we'll have fruits and vegetables in that. Uh, but then they'll be able to pick from another bin, they'll be able to pick and choose whatever fruits and vegetables that they want in there. Hmm. And then we'll deliver those out to them, to their locations, or they can actually schedule a time to come pick it up from our location. So we're going to slowly ease into that. Um, and then we'll start, you know, once, once things start to, uh, get back to normal, then we'll start launching, obviously, our, our culinary school. Um, uh, and then we'll finish building out our physical, uh, physical grocery store location, and then we'll get back into making meals. If the St. Louis Public Schools, uh, wind up opening, we'll be making, uh, meals for the St. Louis Public Schools. So soups, marinara. Uh, salsas, things like that, probably about 150 uh, gallons of soup per week for the school.
0: Wow. Well, so, I mean, you've kind of, like, you know, had this very intense couple months, and yet now, you know, the big picture is still ahead of you, this big goal. Do you feel like, man, now that I've done these thousands of meals and gotten the, them out to people, like, this original dream, this is going to be a piece of cake? No. <laughs> no. Not at all.
1: No, I've I've learned this is our tenth year in operation in terms of uh, our nonprofit HOSCO, mm-hmm. uh, which stands for Holistic Organic Sustainable Cooperative. Um, and so it, it's I don't ever think anything is going to be a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of work that that uh, we do. You know, we have a we have a farm out in uh, unincorporated uh, North County, out in which would be considered somewhat the flourishing area. So being able to tie together all of those different components of the farm, the food hub, the processing of the food, packaging of the food, and then also the retail side of it, where we're actually um, allowing people to uh, take part in a co-op so that they can afford, you know, get affordable food uh, from a, a a, you know, a co-op grocery retail. It's a lot of work. So, Mm -hmm. um, I just I look forward to doing that because it's going to help help you know the community out a lot more. I mean the work we're doing now is helping the community out, but it's not um, from a, again. Our goal is to empower people from an economic uh, an economic level and give them the opportunity to create their own food businesses, and so. Uh, that's what we're really trying to get back to.
0: Mm-hmm. And these are, yeah, I mean, we shouldn't sell short um, just the importance of this idea and also the challenges that go along with it. If people want more information about this, um, that's NorthSara.org. That's all going to be spelled out there on your website.
1: Yes, NorthSara.org. Uh, and then you can also look at uh, hoscofoods.com. That's, uh, that's the, the parent company, the nonprofit. Uh, but NorthSara... Org is where you can come and find out about some of the other stuff that we're doing. All
0: right. Well, Gibran Jones, I want to thank you so much for um, for joining us and, and sharing this remarkable work that you've done. This is one of these stories that gives us all hope. So, um, Gibran, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.